This is Foxborough Files, a New England Patriots podcast hosted by obsessive Pat fans with zero football background. I'm your host, Dan Roach, alongside Zach Lacey and Mike Ayula. Fellas, let's get to it. Uh, I, th- I figured we'd start in and maybe we can talk about uh, Casario leaving, what that means, sort of the whole debacle with, with Watson uh, going on over there. Um, what did you guys think about, about that? Um, we'll go to you, Mike. Yeah, so in assessing the whole Casario leaving thing, um, I was kind of sad about it. I A long time ago, I wanted him to become the GM. Uh, maybe not a long time ago, but I would have liked to have seen him become the GM here in New England uh, with Belichick's recent, over the past three years, draft failures, especially in the early rounds. Um, I think having his input and have him being the lead guy on some of the scouting would have been big here. Um, but, but Belichick was never going to give up that control. It's something that he likes to have as part of his job. It's why he is the best in the business. So good for Casario for finally cashing in and getting an opportunity to go be the main guy elsewhere. And now he can bring in his own head coach, make his own decisions, deal with any of the situations that may arise on his terms. Uh, unfortunately, one of those situations is, of course, Deshaun Watson. But at the end of the day, that's that's part of the business. So good for him. Good luck in Houston. I wish we had kept him, but he did what he needed to do for him. And that's that's something you can only applaud. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too sad about losing him as Belichick's the GM. I mean, it, he was never going to be the GM. He might be a good scouting guy, whatever, but you can find more of those. I mean, unless Bill was going to give up the contr- some of the control and let him make more of the decisions, there wasn't really a place for him to keep staying here. Um, yeah, like Mike said, you got to let him go, spread his wings, and do his own thing. Uh Overall, I don't think it's going to be – it's not a huge, huge loss. I mean, Bill Bill's going to do what Bill wants to do, and Casario is just flying by the seat of his coattails for a while. Yeah, I guess um, I'm sort of in the mindset that, you know, a lot of the, the staff, um, New England Patriots staff, is is generally replaceable. Um, Casario uh, was obviously here for a while, but, but he started as sort of a scout – um, and worked his way up and, and sort of became what he is with, within the Patriots uh, organization. So obviously, um, you know, it, it sucks to lose a guy that, that you've, you've kind of produced and um, has contributed to a lot of all the success that they've had here. But it's always been sort of next next man up to me. I, I thought the real interesting thing was, was Dave Ziegler, who um, isn't a name that I, don't, I think any of us should really know. Uh, but he was going to interview elsewhere, and he was going to go elsewhere. And then Tommy Curran came out and said that uh, – Bill Belichick had a conversation with him and uh, sort of convinced him to say so, to stay. And uh, that that was intriguing to me. It seemed a little bit, um, maybe not quite as a done deal as sort of the McDaniel's uh, turning around and, and sort of leaving Indy at the altar type deal. But um, you got you got to wonder what's being said to to McDaniel's uh, that made him stay, and now um, this the Ziegler guy. Um, I don't know what kind of promises are being made, but interesting. Do you guys you guys have any thoughts on, on maybe what? Bill or, or the crafts are telling these people to, to get them to stay versus go elsewhere where they can have a bigger role in an organization. What is Ziegler's role now? So, so Ziegler was the uh, assistant. Um, he, he was basically Casario's right-hand man. He was the assistant director of personnel. Uh, and, and now uh, they're, they're weird about roles, right? Like technically there, there hasn't been like a defensive coordinator and like, like, I don't, did Brian Flores even have that title? I don't, no, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Probably Patricia was probably the last one that had it. So I don't know that he'll get the 
you know, director of player personnel r- title. But um, I think that the understanding is that he's going to take over because what what Casario did. Yeah, I, I tend to I tend to lean that way, um, in believing that I, you know, like you said in your intro, where where people would know football background. I didn't know who Dave Ziegler was until uh, someone else who I know was a Pats fan brought him up. Um, yeah, I mean, like like none of us should know who Dave Ziegler is. Yeah, like it's you tend to as casual football fans, you tend to know, you know, okay, who's the GM, who's the head coach. Who are the coordinators? You don't know any of the lower level executives. You don't know like who the linebackers coach is, unless they're a former player like Mayo was. Um, you know, we, we didn't know who Ziegler was. So I tend to think that Bill was telling him, yeah, you can step up, be the director of player personnel now. And, and when I decide to hang it up in five or six years, you can possibly take that GM job here. Or maybe Bill told him, Hey, you know, look at all these jobs that are out there right now. Do you really want to inherit any of these Jacksonville is really the only one I look at as, oh, okay, that's a super attractive job. But then again, that's Jacksonville. And outside of that one run that they made a few years ago where the Patriots basically ended them, they haven't really had much success over the years. So maybe he just told them, wait for the right job to come up before you leave, stick around here for a couple more years, gain some more experience. I don't know. But but you do think that, that Bill is telling McDaniels and now Ziegler, you know, hey, uh, um, Stick around because the show is going to be yours, which which I guess would indicate that, that you think Bill's going to be done sooner than later, right? You got to remember that Bill Belichick is not a young guy. I mean, he's been at this a long time. He's, I think he's the second oldest coach in the league after Carroll. Um, and he's definitely not short on money at this point. I saw something the other day and it was talking about how much these coaches are getting paid. It was after the, uh, the Urban Meyer news came out that he might come back. And they were saying that Meyer might get $12 million a year, which would be like the third highest total in the league. And they were saying Carroll made around $15 million a year, which was second highest. And Belichick makes over $20 million a year, which makes sense given that he's the coach and the GM and for how good of a coach he is. Uh, so, I mean, Bill's been at this a long time. Money's no object to him at this point. And anytime he wants to hang it up, he's got nothing left to prove. He can. And I'm guessing he told McDaniels, the job is yours when I leave. You are the heir apparent in New England. And there's a good chance that he did tell um, Ziegler, you can be the GM when I go. That's got to be what he's telling him if if he's not telling him to wait for the perfect opportunity. Those are the only two logical things that make sense. Yeah, I'm not really sure Ziegler's background, but I would assume he probably hasn't been a director of player personnel somewhere else. And he got the opportunity to do that once Casario left. So it's pretty attractive to just be that high a position. Um, I think McDaniels is maybe a little different in that he probably has looked around elsewhere, but with his failure in Denver, if he fails again, he's not going to get another head coaching job somewhere. So he really has to find the perfect scenario where he's going to succeed and at least have a successful run for a little while or else he won't. He'll just be a coordinator for the rest of his career. And he's still a relatively young guy, so I think with him waiting around, you can wait for the crafts to give you more money once Bill leaves and stuff. So, I mean, I I don't see a super attractive job that he can go in and just win right away. Uh, Other than, I mean, maybe Philly, but maybe they could turn it around. Uh, Outside of that, 
I think he's just going to wait and hope that uh, Bill can turn around for him a little bit, and then when he leaves, he'll have a really nice team to work with. You're not wrong about the whole he really screwed up in Denver thing, and and there's nothing wrong with being a career coordinator, but I'm sure he's at this point either waiting for the perfect job or just waiting to take New England because you're right. If he if he screws up again, uh, he's not going to get a third chance. You both said he's he's uh, he's waiting for the perfect job, but um, I mean it seems like from from the way people are reporting it and and sort of on the interview list that McDaniel's isn't really a hot candidate. Is this a guy who can afford to really, you know, wait around for the perfect job? Because he doesn't seem to be drawing a whole ton of interest. Is that just a facet of, you know, um, the offense was, wasn't that great? Um, not necessarily per his fault, but the numbers weren't there. And maybe his stock didn't didn't uh, change really after this year. Maybe they went down a little. But, um, you know, did he miss his window? And, and can he really afford to wait around for the perfect job? Or is his best bet to just hope that the rain – the, the, the keys are his after after Billy's. I mean, if Joe Judge, the special teams coach for the Pats, is going to get a head coaching job somewhere, Josh McDaniels is going to get a head coaching job somewhere if you want, if you really wanted one. So I don't think he's missed his window at all. I just think he really has to wait for the perfect opportunity, and he hasn't found that yet. Or maybe he's looking, maybe he's looking to be like Bill and be both the head coach and GM, and nobody's been wanting to give that to him yet. No way. Maybe. Any team that, that lets Josh right out the rip be the GM and the head coach, is is they're morons. Yeah, I think um, after Houston gave that right to Bill O'Brien, I think teams are done letting their head coach take the GM job after all the damage he did down in Houston. Um, I I think Josh might have missed his, his window right now. I think his window will reopen. Um, him not getting the Cleveland job last year really surprised me. I thought that was a perfect fit for him. Once Brady left, I figured he was gone too, but he decided that he wanted to come out and try to prove something with Cam Newton. And as we all saw, that worked out terribly for him. So, yeah. I think part of it was the weapons he had, but a big part of it too was he tried using the same stale play calling that he's been using with Brady for the past 10 years. And maybe not, okay, not 10 years, seven years. He was in Denver in the early 2010s, but I digress. Um, that that's just not going to work. He's got to get more creative and his window will reopen when he gets more creative and shows that he can do more than just fake handoff, fake end around halfback slip screen that gets two yards on third and eight or halfback draws on second and 12 or whatever BS plays he's calling. He he's got to get a little bit more creative and go back to the well, because what he's been calling hasn't been working and he didn't do a good job calling plays last year. Although in his defense, it is tough when your quarterback can't throw the ball accurately. So I super disagree with that. He changed up the entire playbook. They had so many designed quarterback runs and tr- there was multiple trick plays per game. He was pulling out every trick in the book to try to get this offense going. And they just stunk because the quarterback is terrible. I disagree with that. He did not just sit back and just say, hey, Cam, go make, t- go make 50 throws a game. And when it's the game like Brady would. He changed it up a little bit, but there were still a lot of similar concepts that people had seen for years in studying the Patriots. There were, he was still running. Uh, he obviously, he had to change it up a little bit. Cam Newton's a completely different quarterback from Tom Brady. That's, that's stating the obvious. But, but besides that, a lot of the concepts were very, very similar to what he's run for years. And like, yes, he did take advantage of Cam Newton's requisite skill set a little bit, but I don't know maybe I'm being a little too hard on him, but 
but something just seemed off in the play calling last year. There were too many times where there were just some bad play calls on third downs. And it seems like it's been that way for a couple of years now, even with Brady. So I'm a little, I was probably a little too hard on him, but I don't know. Some of the play calling starts to get stale after a while. I I think, I mean, when when an offense struggles, it's easy to look at it and just say that, you know, um, everything's, everything was bad. Um, But, you know, I really think I'm with Zach here. I, the play calling wasn't the issue. I mean, you're going to have miss-ups here, here and there. Um, but, like, when you're quarterback and, and, and your receivers and your tight ends give you nothing. I mean, your tight ends, they, could, they couldn't catch the ball because they couldn't get open. And when they did, they just dropped the ball. And uh, and, the, and what's worse is they couldn't even block. Like, they, they were better off not putting a tight end down the field and just trotting out that – sixth offensive lineman and just saying we're not we're not sending out a tight end because you suck yeah the personnel didn't help but there were there were times where it felt like you almost knew what was coming and that's not good he did get creative because he had to and he did make some changes but again it just there were too many instances this year at this offense and it wasn't all his fault again because newton sucked and everyone's willing to acknowledge that but there are times it just feels like he's too predictable when he needs to be more unpredictable. He did. He schemed up some trick plays here or there. That that's great. I don't really count Jacoby Myers throwing a touchdown pass in a meaningless week 17 game against the jets. I, I don't take much stock into that. He pulled that out then because he didn't have anything, anything left to prove after that. That was the last game of the year. He had no reason to save that trick, play. he usually saves that for the postseason. So he, he always draws up a trick play of that design. He did it with, I think it was, Edelman to Amendola a few years ago in the postseason. He he's he's got a few of those laying in his in his back pocket, but I don't know. All right. Um, so uh, this week we're going to talk about the quarterback position. Um, in every podcast for, for the rest of this off season, we're going to focus on a position. Uh, we'll go down the depth chart, sort of what they have, uh, who we'd like to see uh, back, um, what kind of role we expect them to have, kind of things like that. Who we'd like to see uh, um, from the free agent market, or maybe some potential trade targets uh or of course just if there's a need there in the draft uh so we're gonna start probably with the with the biggest question on a lot of patriots fans mind uh the quarterback position um so i asked the guys some questions sort of ahead of this week and and we're gonna rip rip through them uh see what people's thoughts are who they want back who they like that's available kind of things of that nature uh running down the depth chart both cam newton and brian hoyer are going to be free agents uh this offseason jared stidham is the only quarterback uh under contract um so yeah, we'll we'll go. Uh, we'll start with Zach this time. Um, do you want Cam back? <laughs> no, <laughs> God no. Please get that guy as far away from New England as possible. He, in any capacity, he's a train wreck. He would not be a good backup. Um, he his ego is way too big for him to be any sort of good backup or role model to a younger quarterback. I'd rather have Hoyer back to back up whoever they get than Cam. Uh, we saw this year he was miserable, absolutely miserable. He can't throw the ball anymore. He's done. Uh, he's just hang him up, go do a bunch of Louis Vuitton commercials or whatever stupid hat he's wearing now. Uh, get him as far away from New England as possible. Yeah, I, I think it's time you get in the studio and, uh, and, and start analyzing these games and stuff playing. And he, he doesn't have it anymore. I, I don't want him back. He was a big part of the problem this year. He didn't run the offense well. 
he could still he can still run. The mobility's still there, but you know, that's not enough. You got to be able to throw the ball, and he couldn't do that. So it it, it it says a lot when you have more punting yards than you do passing yards. That's a problem. Bye bye, Cam. Um, I think for for his skill set, uh, and and that he was sort of. Ego is not a word. I know you said the word ego with Cam. I don't. I don't see the word ego. Um, I know he can be flashy with, with his outfits and things like that. And personally, that like kind of pisses me off. I don't love it. But ego is just like like he bought in this year. He did everything. When he asked about the team struggling, um, he was very quick to say, you know, I screwed up. I'm I'm at fault here. Uh, so as much as I, I sort of I I don't agree with that characterization. Uh, I don't want him back and. I don't want him back because I think that he was a leader here. I buy into that. I buy into that. The guys respected him, and he had he had the locker room. Um, so even if you know he takes a veteran's minimum and he comes back and he's going to be your backup quarterback because he knows the system and with a full offseason he gets to learn the, the playbook and on all that crap. Do you really want a guy that supposedly has all this sway as the second third quarterback on your roster? Um, that just seems wrong. To have to have a, a guy like that that's a leader in this organization uh, sitting on the bench, I think it, you know, would would miff some of the older guys the wrong way. So I don't want him back, uh, and of course I don't think his ability is there, so I don't want him starting. So none of us want Cam back. Uh, I don't know if you want to rip me for my my ego take, Zach, on Cam Newton. Nah, I mean you're you're a little misguided, but it it is what it is. He's he's a huge ego and he's got a big head and he's yeah, we don't need any of that here all right all right so where, where do you where do you guys stand on stidham i know you didn't have the year that i think a lot of people uh going into the season had hoped or, or even thought that he would have um granted i think a lot of people argued and maybe fairly argued he didn't get uh the first team practice reps and they didn't game plan for him and sort of all these things uh what did you think about a season and what would you like to see out of Stidham going forward um I mean I I really wish he would have got to play like the last game or two of the regular season I don't understand uh the move there just not even giving him a shot that makes me think that they Bill has zero faith in him whatsoever he doesn't think he's an NFL quarterback um they're not even give him a chance at least if you give him a chance and he goes out and does averagely well, he at least becomes a trade trade bait. I mean, right now, he's nothing. He was a third-string quarterback all year. So I have no faith in him being the, the quarterback of the future. Um, and I, it might be time for him to just get out of the organization. Yeah, um, if you can get like a seventh round pick for him, go for it. Otherwise, just cut him. He's useless. We, he's not an NFL quarterback. If he was, like Zach said, Bill would have played him in the later weeks. He didn't play him. Never really gave him a chance. The only time was in garbage time when we were blowing out the Chargers or getting blown out by someone else. If he can't get meaningful reps in a year like this, he's not going to get him in a year where they're going to compete get rid of him for anything you can or cut him just to free up the cap space. I don't care. I don't want him back. That's all. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. I thought it was going to be a hot take. I don't think anyone's talking about Stidham not being on the 2021 Patriots. 
I, I I've seen enough. I think I think the coaches have seen enough. You, you, they asked Bill Belichick um, when he was refusing to to start him, which was infuriating. But um, when, when when they were starting Cam, they asked him, you know, because I think you know Bill, he's absolutely brutal on the stand when you ask him questions. He won't tell you anything. He's a jerk to the reporters, um, which is a whole other thing that drives me up a wall. Um, but they they asked him. Uh, sort of in a, they were trying to uh, beat around the bush, and one of the questions was, would it be fair? It was something along the lines of, and this isn't verbatim, but it was, would it be fair to say that if you started Stidham, you wouldn't learn anything else that you don't already know? And Bill was said, yeah, I think that's fair. And then Josh McDaniels had like a very similar thing that w- it wasn't like prompted by a question. He, he said like, we've learned all we can learn about Jared Stidham. Like they know what he is, and they don't like it, and. uh I don't know what he did if from if it was from a, a play standpoint or a leader standpoint or just a, a drive standpoint, but they don't like him, uh, and he's never going to see the field. I I don't even want to carry him. If somebody else thinks that there's some value in him and you can move him in any kind of deal, do it. Otherwise, I don't want him on the team for the roster spot. I mean, he's not making much, so it's not like you're saving really anything, but I just I don't see a need, especially when um, this team has a lot of success with undrafted guys uh, and this team needs an infusion of youth. That guy won't see the field. I've had enough. Done. Get off the team. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I I don't if I don't really know the rules if they can turn his contract into one that he can be on the practice squad. But if he they he wants to accept that, sure. But other other than that, I I don't see a use for him at all. Yeah, I mean, every team could use a third quarterback on the practice squad. Otherwise, again, see you later. It, he either frees up cap space and, or he gets you draft capital. I don't care if it's a conditional seventh round pick. Just get him off the books. I don't want him here. Yeah. Later. So we've talked about the other two. Do, do we want to talk about Hoyer? Does anyone have anything really to say about Hoyer? You know, I I, I don't mind having Hoyer in the in the in the quarterback room. I mean, he is with Brady forever. He obviously a very smart quarterback. Um, doesn't have the talent wise to be a starter we saw but he knows what he's doing so if they bring in a young guy via the draft or even one of the younger guys that's in free agency Hoyer's not a bad guy to have backing him up and uh like coaching him up about being an NFL quarterback yeah um truthfully I I kind of hope all three of these schmucks are gone Um, but if there is one guy to bring back this is the one because he at the very least he knows mcdaniel's system and that that counts for something um i mean if he wasn't a bobblehead you know maybe you you were in that chiefs game instead of having two time fuck-ups but you know whatever the weapon certainly didn't help um at the end of the day he's been around the block he knows what he's doing enough that multiple teams have trusted him before and he's familiar with their system, so you can do worse for a backup quarterback. You know, it could be Jared Stidham, and, th- and that is worse in my mind. So if he's your best option at backup, sure. But if you can do better, please, God, let him go too because none of these guys are worth their time. Yeah, on, on Hoyer, uh, I wouldn't mind him as sort of the third guy in the room. Um, but the thing with, with that is, is if we're going to bring or, – if the Pats are going to bring a veteran on board, to me, that's a stopgap guy. And I'd rather some young guys that 
sort of have some some future. Hoyer Hoyer doesn't have that, and and so if if he's the third guy because um, maybe you have like two maybe less proven guys, like you don't bring in like a, a Fitzpatrick, like a an aging veteran who like um, has has been around the league a while, and you're, and you're sure maybe in the real short term he gives you like a year, maybe two. Um, if you don't bring in that guy and you bring in more younger guys that are more projects or draft guys and kind of like um, those type of guys, then I'm very okay with having Brian Hoyer on this roster. I do think uh, he got a little bit of a raw deal. Of course, he, he dropped the soap real bad twice in that game uh, in crunch time when it mattered. But, I mean, people forget that he, he, he drove them all the way down the field for, for both of those times uh, to be able to drop the soap. And then there were, there were a bunch of games down that stretch that Cam Newton just couldn't do anything with the offense. Um, and 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 he, there there were a lot of games early on that you know he drove down the field and then he fucked up just as bad. I mean, look at the Bills game. There were there were plenty of examples where um, he put together drives and then just fucked it at the end. And I don't think that he got the same level of criticism that um, Hoyer got. I did think that was a little a little tough for him, a little raw, especially when you're talking about a guy that uh, he came here to have a chance to start over. Uh, the report was in the off season that he had other offers to go elsewhere for more money. Uh, and more years and uh, he came here and of course obviously didn't work out for him I do feel a little bit bad especially you know, he's probably tearing his hair out watching uh, some of his quarterback play thinking I can do a lot better than that uh, he's got no hair that's <laughs> true he probably tore it all out he's, <laughs> he's sick of it all right so who do we want to bring in yeah at a high level what do you what do you guys think for like what's your ideal like archetype for a plan um like, like, is it is it draft a guy, but also go out and get that bridge guy? Do you want to see a trade for a more established guy that's going to bring in like a bigger contract? Like, give me, give me the, the arc, the architecture here. All right. So my ideal, ideal guy is through the draft. Um, gives you the most cap flexibility to go else elsewhere and improve the rest of the team. Uh, we know they need help all over. Uh, the weapons as well as parts of the defense. So ideally, they get a quarterback maybe in the first round. You know, I saw some seen some mocks where Justin Fields slips all the way down to fifteen. Which don't hate that at all. Um, so ideally, they grab that guy at fifteen, and then you're able to spend all this other cap space on tight ends, wide receivers, wherever else we need help. Um, I don't love a big signing. I mean, when you're looking at it, there's not a ton of guys. There's not really a guy out there other than Dak that's going to get a massive contract. Um, But I don't like trading for any of those uh, Matt Ryans or Matthew Stafford's, any of those guys with huge contracts. Uh, they just have so many other holes elsewhere that I think they need the extra money to improve those other spots. Yeah, uh, not to be boring, but I, I kind of agree 100% there. Um, it's got to be a draft pick. You you, you either got to draft somebody or sign someone for cheap, and most quarterbacks don't come cheap, at least not the good ones. So the best bet is if you're sitting there at 15, you pray that one of the guys ring two through four in the quarterbacks, which is Justin Fields. Kyle Wilson, no, Zach Wilson, I mixed up. I always mix up Zach Wilson and Kyle Trask. Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, or Trey Lance starts to fall. 
And if one of them starts to fall and you start getting around pick eight, you pounce and you give up a couple assets and you go up and you get that guy. You don't wait for him to slip to you because there's a good chance someone else, someone below you like Indy who has a better roster than you and can afford to mortgage the draft picks will move up and go get him. Um, you got to pounce on one of those three guys. Lawrence is obviously going number one, so he's not in the question. I I did see the other day on ESPN plus that a mock draft had fields going to new England, kind of like Zach did. Uh, I would love that, but I don't think fields falls that far. I, actually don't think Fields is going to slip past the number two pick. I think either the Jets are going to take him to replace Darnold or some team is going to move up and trade with the Jets to go get Fields. So your best bet is that Wilson or Lance starts to fall and you move up and go get one of them. Otherwise, uh, I think a stopgap would be your best bet and maybe bring in another young guy. And if there's going to be a stopgap, please, God, give us Ryan Fitzpatrick. I just want the memes. I I don't. Care. <laughs> this team's this team's not good enough to succeed. Just just give me the Fitz memes. He he's been on every other AFC East team. I want him in New England. It would just be a lot of fun having him here, and I want to have a good time next year and at least have fun watching football again. Yeah, um, I th- I think you guys are are pretty much on on an agreement with me. I don't love a trade um, unless you can find like a, a good value trade. Um, maybe a guy that's more of a project and doesn't cost a lot of and draft capital, um, and he's not one of those twenty million dollar a year quarterbacks. Like, um, I think I think that was something I, c- I could get behind if it was it was um, not that uh, more of a reasonable trade for a project uh, and doesn't really cost a lot of draft capital. This team has a lot of holes. Giving up the draft capital and the the cap space, um, I think it hurts you double. Um, and and I don't love that. I I do. I do have worries about drafting a quarterback. I think the draft is is um, where the long term future is going to hold. Um, the the four kind of top guys. I I wonder if any of them are going to be available when the Pats pick. Uh, I'm not a college football guy, but um, I just read a lot on the Pats and sort of what people are thinking. And you're right. I, I read a lot of mock drafts. I did see the one where Justin Fields go to 15 after sort of the national championship game. Um, but I just. I think Trey Lance is probably the the, the most uh, realistic and, and hopeful option um, before you start hitting like the Mac Jones and um, some of these other you know the, the Kyle Trasks of the world, um, which you know it's debatable if they're worth a first round pick, um, but that should also be factored in with next year's draft class is supposed to be um, at quarterback not very good. So then, what are you going to wait two years? The, the draft is going to be interesting, and, and, and um, it'll be interesting to see where these quarterbacks go. Um, I don't know that I, I love not – if it's not one of those top four guys, I, I probably would not be a fan of using that, that first-round pick on a quarterback and finding another later-round guy, which I know is probably not going to uh, make a lot of Pats fans happy. Um, I would like to have a veteran guy regardless, um, which actually uh, leads us into sort of our, our next question which is um, three quarterbacks that you, you most want, three free agents. Um, so we'll go around and we'll do one at a time. So we'll each give sort of our, our third um, favorite free agent to bring in. Oh, God. Okay. Um, my third favorite free agent to bring in, if for nothing, again, other than the memes, Fitzpatrick, I mean – he he played really well in Miami this year. That that kind of goes under the radar. He was the one who 
who had that offense humming. Tua kind of struggled in his first year down there, but Fitzpatrick played out of his mind. Every time he came in, it, it looked like they were going to win the game. So, I mean, I, I would love to to bring him in here and and just see what kind of magic he could work. It At the very least, even if he sucks, it, it'd be cool to say Ryan Fitzpatrick was my quarterback for a year. So that'd be nice. All right. Um, my number three, uh, I got to go with the, the red rifle, Andy Dalton. Uh, you know, he played really well backing up or when coming and filling in for Dak when he got hurt this year. Obviously, he's got a lot more weapons down in Dallas than he would in New England, even though Ankiel's a goat. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Andy Dalton's still still a damn good quarterback in this league. Uh, 33, so he's not, he's not super old, but he's not young by any means. And I don't think he'll cost a super ton of money. So if they do have to go that stopgap route, he's not a bad choice at all. So I, I was going to go with uh, the Red Rifle, um, and I had it up until uh, I watched this this past weekend's games, and uh, they were talking about the, the Saints quarterback position and how Sean Payton is, is really high on Jameis Winston, and, uh, and and they're really hoping to retain him next year, which kind of threw me for a loop because, you know, earlier in the year, Taysom Hill beat him out to, to start when Drew Brees was hurt. And so I'm not really sure what to make of that that whole scenario but but to me maybe he's a guy that uh for the right contract might make some sense uh you know he did throw a lot, a lot of touchdowns yes he threw a lot of interceptions but um i believe in the coaching staff here and, and if you can limit uh those interceptions you know uh and some of the decision making i think that and the, the way that the pats offense is structured around you know bruce Arians always wants to sling it down the field and as much as uh y- you can talk about james Winston's interceptions um Bruce Arians is just—he's trying to sling it down the field all the time. That was a huge issue this year with Tom Brady. Um, so maybe in an offense like this, where they're they're sort of uh, scheming guys open, and you just have to make the throw, uh, I could I could see a window for Jameis Winston to to really sort of excel. It wasn't an ability thing with him ever. It's it's uh it's just a decision making thing. So I I think he was my number three. Um, when when I heard that the, the Saints uh, were actually kind of high on him, I don't know how trustworthy that report is, but um, maybe he's someone that's a good buy low candidate. He's uh, he's definitely a possibility for them to for them to consider bringing in. He's he's got the starter experience, um, and, and the fact that Sean Payton is high on him does say quite a bit. My number two free agent quarterback to bring in, I didn't know he existed until this weekend. <laughs> But after watching him play against the Buccaneers, I, I think he's a free agent. Correct me if I'm wrong. He is. Taylor Heineke. The guy balled out. I mean, he out, outside of Dak, he cannot be worse than anyone else on that free agent market. He's only 27. He, he, he showed that he's got some fight in him. He wasn't afraid of the moment. And he looked like he, he could hold his own in an NFL offense. That that says something to me. I don't see that with a lot of these other guys. I don't see it with Dwayne Haskins. You know, Jameis has shown it, but he's also thrown 30 picks in a season before. And I, I mean, there's not much else out there. You might as well take a chance with Heineke. He's a good buy low candidate. and He could really do some stuff in the right offense. You just said that Taylor Heineke is the number two guy in this, this, this off season behind Dak Prescott for, for a free agent. Who, who's, who's number two for you? 
Did not sign. This look, he had a nice game. He flashed, but like Tim Tebow flashing a playoff game. What's not? <laughs> yeah. Holy recency bias. <laughs> I mean, Taylor Heineke is gonna get gonna get paid somewhere. Yeah, I mean, nice guy. Bring him in for a workout. That's the other thing I'll say. This this off season, the Pats should bring every single motherfucker on this planet in for a goddamn workout. Like there should yeah, be not, that that facility should just be weights everywhere. Dudes throwing footballs all the time, all the time. There's no reason to not bring in any of the names that we haven't brought up for a workout. People can come work out for the whole goddamn summer on Crafts Time, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about Heineke when we were doing, going through this. Um, I don't don't hate it, Mike, but I don't think he's number two in the whole class. Um, my number two... Oh, man. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Trubisky. You know, he looked a lot better this year than he has in past years. And he was just winning football games, man. Uh, If he wants a super big contract, uh, then I'm out. But if he's in that mid-low-tier quarterback range, he's only 27, he can do some things. He could be be a a guy that's here for a while if they want to go that route instead of the draft. I'll tell you, from from all the time that I've done like stupid Madden franchises, every single goddamn Madden franchise has the Pats getting Mitch after Tom leaves. <laughs> so, <laughs> you and Madden, same boat. Ha, love Madden. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go with Brissett here. I think, I think he's a game manager. He's not overly athletic or any of these things, but I think he just takes care of the football. Um. I think he just he just he he does what I hoped that Cam Newton would have done this year. Um you know, maybe he's not like a, a super athlete or anything like that, a little mobile, he can throw the ball a little, um, but he just takes care of it and I think he makes um consistently fine decisions. Um so I think and and you also gotta factor in sort of his familiarity with the coaching staff and the playbook and all that. All that jazz. So uh, that's why I went number two with uh, my man Jacoby. Yeah, the familiarity aspect does factor in. All I'm going to say is my number two played better than both of your number twos this past weekend. So, I mean, you know, recency bias aside, I'm I'm feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, well, they all lost, so shut up. Yeah, well, my guy was on the bench behind Mr. 49 Kids. All right. Uh, number one, this isn't hard at stack. I mean, God, I hope Jerry pissed him off to convince him to leave. Um, he's the one guy who y- you don't care about the money. If he were actually willing to leave Dallas and Dallas doesn't tag him, you give him whatever contract he wants. He's a top 10 quarterback in this league. He's a difference maker on offense. He can throw the ball at all three levels well. He's mobile. I don't care that he's coming off the injury. He's a game changer at that position, and he's worth every single penny that he's going to make. That's that's the number one guy. Couldn't disagree anymore. He the he could he's a very 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 good quarterback. They will still stink if they sign him for thirty five million a year because they will they will not be able to upgrade all the other areas that they need help in, and he won't be able to compensate for that. He's not one of the the two three elite quarterbacks in the league that can do that. He's a very, very good quarterback, but he, that contract, man, you, you're not going to be able to help the rest of the team. 
for that reason, I did not pick, put him on my list. Uh, my number one is Jameis. Dude, I love me some Jameis. This guy just slings the ball all over the field. Go in the draft, get a fi- two fifth-round picks that can run a 4-2 and just put them on the outside and let them just bolt down the field and let Jameis just huck it up 40 times a game. That would be so much fun. I would love to see that. Give me some Jameis. Look, man, I like Jameis, but like, wow, holy yuck! The, don't get me. <laughs> Give me don't some. Get me, like, feed me, Jameis. The, the, the problem with that guy is that they Arians was like, yeah, dude, just like hail mary every play. I yeah, and they that. were a super fun team to watch. Yeah, well, guess what? They suck. <laughs> <laughs> Pats are gonna suck no matter what. So I don't really care. I want them to be fun to watch. No, I, I mean, yeah, if they're gonna suck, I want them to be fun to watch. But I think that. I, I I think Jameis, if 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 with with the scheme here and and they say hey we're gonna do the short immediate we're gonna get the guys open I mean how many times were guys open and like Cam just missed him or made the bad decision or just you know or got sacked because he didn't read the protection right I think Jameis can do those little things and we don't ask him to throw a hail mary I mean like a million times a game uh, and when the guy is open. Because there were some guys open this year. Bird got behind the defense a couple of times. Uh, Harry was behind him once, missed him. Uh, so I think James can put the ball there because he's got all the goddamn reps down in Tampa. So I, I like him for different reasons than I think you like him. But I, I would like to see Jameis in. Uh, assuming that actually the Saints are high on him, if that's just some ploy to help him out and actually he sucks, then I don't want him. Because <laughs> I could see that. They're going to help out our guy. Yeah, we like Jameis a lot, but talk trash. Anyway, uh, my number one... I went with Fitzmagic. I love everything about Fitzmagic. Come, play for the final ASCES team. I love you. I think that guy this year, what he did with that team, um, that was his team. He showed a lot of leadership. Um, he showed a lot of heart, and you could tell he was hurting after that. Um, they, they put in Tua after they, like, blew out some team. I think they, like, won, like, 23-0 or something. Uh, like, he was good that game, too. And then they put in, put in Tua, and he was upset. I just hope they pissed him off enough that he says, well, fuck you. I'm going to go play to the Patriots, your absolute arch rival. Um, plus, I'm in it for the memes. I like the beard. Feed me some Fitz magic. Way here for it. I, I and, and I didn't put in uh, Dak because I just I don't think he's going to be available. He'll be on the Cowboys um, either because uh, Jerry twists his arm into a deal, um, but, but more likely because they, they have to tag him. Next year, if, if we're in the same boat, uh, then I think uh, I, I would definitely consider it. Definitely a good quarterback. Kind of costs a lot of money. Uh, who are the three free agents that you would hate to see? Three being uh, the less hated, I guess, and one being the absolute worst, and you would you'd be very upset if if they went out and signed. I'll I'll go first on this one. My number three would be. Taysom Hill. I think he's a free agent. I could be wrong on that. Um, I don't have the complete list in front of me, but for guys I would hate, he'd be my third. He's not a quarterback, and I don't think he should be considered a quarterback. They got away with starting him because they played a team that had to start a wide receiver at quarterback and because they had Alvin Kamara in the backfield so they could just get creative with dump-offs the whole time. Um, He's not going to be an answer to anyone's prayers. He's nothing more than a specialized weapon on offense. And I don't think he can execute an NFL offense. So 
I don't want anything to do with him. I, I think he should just stay in New Orleans and keep doing what he's, keep doing what he's doing. Hey, you want to hear something gross? Yeah. Taysom Hill in the 2021 season is on the Saints books for guess how much money? Please tell me it's not more than like $2 million. Oh, it's more than that. How much? The cap hit is set at 16-1. What? Oh, <laughs> right? Yuck. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't give that guy like $3 million. And even even if he cut him, the dead cap is like $11 million. Like, <laughs> you save yourself five. Jeez. Wow. All right, so I, I guess my number three, I don't have to worry about him because he's not coming anyways. Um, all right, so I, I got to redo mine. So I'm going to let one of you guys go first, and you can come back to me on this one. All right. Um, my number three is Philip Rivers. Uh, he's still going to command a huge contract, and he got him to the first round of the playoffs. Like, okay, whoop de doo uh, Him and his 95 children can go somewhere else, go somewhere warmer, hang out there, uh, and just stay out of New England. Yeah, uh, definitely agree with that. Um, Nathan Peterman for me. For some reason, like, every franchise that Nathan Peterman has gone to, their fans think he's, like, the greatest guy. Like, they're like, Nathan Peterman's the god. Like, Bills fans absolutely get on their knees for this guy, and I don't understand it. He sucks. And um, I've seen enough of him. I've seen five interceptions in one quarter enough of him. I, I get just I – I don't want you near my team in any way. All right. Uh, yeah, my number three then is Mike Lennon. Um guy's a career backup quite frankly he's sucked everywhere he's gone I, I i don't know how that guy's employed um he he's brian hoyer without a knowledge of the system like he, he gives you nothing don't don't bring him here he, he's worthless like please keep him away that that's my number three it's it, you could insert nathan peterman in there you can insert insert hoyer in there it doesn't matter they're all the same those career backups who don't offer you anything other than I know the system, so if somebody goes down, I can make sure that the blowout doesn't look all that bad. Like, no. So I'll just say Mike Lennon. All right. Um, <clears throat> my number two is it's it's Dak. Um, it the contracts just would be way too huge. He the pay, the pass would just turn into the Lions with Stafford. Paying way too much money to the quarterback, not able to upgrade other areas, and just be in a state of being mediocre and with a good quarterback, which is not what anybody wants to see. So I, I don't like that for the Pats at all. He he's a very good quarterback, but that contract's gonna be way too big, and they're not gonna have enough money for the rest of the team. Yeah, I agree with all those things, um, but. He's 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 just he's gonna be not available. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going RG three. I I've had like a personal hatred of this guy ever since he got into the league for no rational reason, uh, and he has done nothing to quell my hatred. Um. So it still burns. I still hate that guy. He just gets hurt all the time. He's not good. He just doesn't belong in the NFL. He should be that guy that we read about, and he's just like he owns like a McDonald's franchise in like the breadbasket of America. That's just, that's what he should be. Can't believe you're bad mouth in RG3. I, I just, I hate that guy. Love him. I, and I realized that it was irrational 
and then he just he just never quelled it. <laughs> hey, does he? What about this? He had sixty nine rush yards on the season. Come on, that's nice. That's very uh. nice. Love that. Um, yeah, I on RG three. I think the only reason he's even in the league is Lamar Jackson because he's one of the quarterbacks who can run a system like Lamar. Agree. Fine for fine for the Ravens, but but. We don't have that quarterback, and we're not looking into that quarterback, and I don't want anything to do with him. Yeah, you guys are going to hate me for my number two because it's someone you both wanted, um, but it's Jameis. And I can tell you right now. Listen, listen. (laughs) Listen, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm not not about to have 30 turnovers next year. I'm really not feeling it. I remember watching Jameis play the Panthers one game, and he threw five friggin' picks. And the first two, I was like, okay, those weren't that bad. By the fifth one, I'm like, man, what the fuck is he doing? I don't want anything to do with that. I, I, I can't have anything to do with that. Sorry. You, you don't think that the coaching staff here can, can limit the the interceptions that he had versus like Bruce Arians and those knuckleheads? No, I, I really, really don't. I think he's, I, I maybe a little bit, but not much. He's still gonna throw twenty picks. I think he's good for one a game in New England, at least. He's gonna have some where he has multiple. I, I think he sucks. I think this guy's ripe for a comeback, and and people just hate on him. Wow. I don't think he's going to be like a goat, but I think he's definitely going to be a serviceable, serviceable quarterback. Anyway, anywho, sheesh, sheesh. sheesh. Uh, what you got? Yeah, what you got, Zach? <laughs> we got this Jabu hate out the way. I I do hate how he eats the stupid W. It's the dumbest thing I've seen. That that would be if, if I sign him to a contract. If I'm Robert Kraft. The contract is, hey, here's blah, 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 but we'll give you an extra million, and you just can't eat the W. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> um, all right. So my number one, I'm not going to pick Cam because we already all say, said how much we hate him, but he's so far the number one, So, but I'll say somebody else. It's Joe Flacco. I mean, fuck that guy. I hate everything about Flacco. His face just... He's got a very punchable face, and ah man, he, I just hate him. He sucks. He's not elite. Go away, Joe Flacco. <laughs> God damn! I thought I had a good pick. I picked Joe Flacco too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's so washed. Like he he's was so fine. Bad. With the, he was like he was like a good game manager with the Ravens, but he's so fucking bad. He's <laughs> like he's terrible. Uh, didn't he have a little mustache going this year? I thought I was a little bit fan of it. At one point, he did. Um, but. But he's just – he's tapped. He's gone. Just hang it up, dude. The experiment of of having uh, a veteran quarterback come in and sort of coach your younger guy, um, maybe that would have worked if your coach wasn't a moron. Uh, but at, at, from what we can see, it didn't work out. And when Darnold was hurt and, and Joe Flacco was called upon, uh, didn't ring the bell. Uh, he, like, ha- he made like a couple plays, but like – Congratulations! You you hit like a wide open guy, great, and in a meaningless game that you're getting blown out. Congrats! Round of applause. You suck. You're washed. Hang it up. You had a good. Yeah, career. he's he's dog, he's dog water. water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a good career. Hang it up. Uh, so for my number one, I was gonna say Cam, but uh, we have all kind of established that Cam sucks, and we don't want him back. So I'll go a different route. Um, jump on the Flacco bandwagon. Fucking do it. See, see that that's too easy. That's <laughs> boring. I'd love to, but that's too easy and boring. My number one, again, Zach and I are not on the same page with these things, but it's Mitch. And it's for the same reason that he's worried about Dak. I think Mitch is going to get paid too much money. And 
Mitch, unlike Dak, does not have. What do you, what do you think he's going to get paid? I legitimately the way he played down the stretch this year, I think some team might be stupid enough to give him like fifteen million, which is just a stupid amount of money because he's not worth that. Well, for how many years? I could, I, I'd do fifteen for for Mitch for one year. If if he, I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't touch him with a ten foot pole. He's he's nothing more than a glorified Alex Smith, and I. That guy, yeah, you can get to the playoffs, but you're going to get destroyed in the playoffs. I would have paid. I would have paid Alex Smith back in the day, fifteen mil. Hell yeah. Yeah, I would have too. I don't know. I I don't think Mitch has it. He he can he can win games when he has an elite defense behind him with one of the best pass rushers in the league, and he has a number one weapon like Allen Robinson sitting by his side. New England has neither of those things right now. Well, let's go sign them both. <laughs> they they do have a ton of money, but Mitch would cut into that money significantly, and that's what I'm worried about. So I don't think we'd be able to do everything, especially with all the draft picks too and that money. I, I don't want him for the price he's going to cost. He's not good enough to me to merit the price. So that's my number one. Okay. Um. Well, there you have it. There's our, our thoughts on some of the free agents. Uh, I did have a list of sort of other free agents that maybe we can quickly get some thoughts on. Just, just sort of real quick, we'll run through them. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, I think that's a, a workout guy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really sign him um, unless you like what you see. But uh, and even then, I wouldn't really pay him a ton of money. But I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, hard no for me. Uh, I'd only do it if you could sit behind Fitzpatrick for the year and learn how to be a grown, a big boy and. Then you know, learn how to run the offense, and I got to watch Fitzpatrick for a year. Then I'd be fine with it. But otherwise, no, he's not mature enough to be a quarterback. Um, I know we touched on Taylor Taylor Heineke, Heineken, Heineke, whatever. He's the beer dude, Heineken. Uh, I know Mike touched on him. I think he's a another kind of workout guy for me. If, if um, I don't know what kind of familiarity he has with the system, but uh, he's another guy that maybe if he he'll pay like real cheap right off the jump, I, I'd bring him in. Um. Uh, what you think, Zach? Yeah, uh, him I don't mind. You know, he's not going to cost anything, and he's proven that he can at least compete in this league a little bit, and he has some fire in his belly, unlike Cam. Uh, so yeah, I'd bring him in. Um, Tyrod, he'll yes. be a free agent. Uh, I'm, I, I, I dislike him. I dislike him because I loved him, and then and then he sucked, and so now I hate him because because <laughs> I really loved him, and he let me down. <laughs> it's probably not. Uh, bad, he probably wouldn't be a bad signing. Oh, I go from no, nah, I hate him to oh no, he wouldn't be a bad. Signing. No, I like objectively I can look at him, but like, no, nah, I hate him. <laughs> yeah, no, I I like Tyrod. He was it was. He was going to be, be my number three and a number four for me on quarterbacks that want in. So, yeah, so, I like Tyrod yeah, a lot. Yeah, I like Tyrod a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for Tyrod. I think he could actually, you know, run the offense he wanted to run this year, but just didn't happen because Cam sucked. So, yeah. He he kind of got boned over over uh, at the Chargers. He was, like, suiting up for a game, and he was getting a, an injection, like an inflammatory injection, and then yeah. they punctured his lung. Like, what? <laughs> And then, and then the guy who came in was like, nah, you stay on the bench. Yeah, and then Anthony Lynn goes, oh, yeah, he'll be the starter when he comes back. Nope. And Justin Herbert basically said, yeah, try to bench me. Please do it. I'll just have the best rookie season of any quarterback ever. But Pretty much. <laughs> uh, how about how about Matt Barkley? Nope. Fuck no. Yeah, I'm a nope. Uh, Geno Smith? Nope. No. Also no. Blake Bortles? Oh, the the boat? 
Yeah. Hell yeah. Just for the memes. Only if you can't get Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's the memes first. If you can't get him, then you go Bortles. People forget that the, the, the Pats were really in on Bortles. They were really high on him when he got drafted. Uh, I, I if, if they're still, for, for some reason, if they still like this guy and they think he's a good fit for the offense, uh, bring him in. Bring him in. Why not? If, if, yeah. I, mean, I don't think he'll cost a lot. Um, yeah. Nick Mullins? Nope. Not unless we're really desperate. Yeah, yeah, I'm with I'm with Mike. If if for, I would I, first of all, I'll be irate if they slow play the quarterback market and get boned. Uh, but if they're in the position and like like he's a Cam Newton signing to me, it's at the end of the quarterback market and you're you're screwed. Then fine. Um, I'd rather have Heineken than uh, Mullins. Yeah, but I think Heineken will be gone way before Mullins is gone. Yeah. Um. And then lastly, we'll we'll do Kyle Allen. Nope. Oh. Uh, I'd rather him. I'd rather him than Mullins. But like again, that's a desperation play, and I think you can do better. So please do better. <laughs> uh, I I wouldn't mind Kyle Allen. I'm not like in love with it, but yeah, whatever. You can be like Plan C. That's it. All these other names. Uh, I guess Josh Rosen we can touch on. Isn't he still like a restricted free agent or something like that? Yeah, this is just a free agent list. He's on there. I don't know if, uh, I mean, he was on a practice squad, so I don't think he's a lock to really make the team or, you know, especially San Fran if they move Jimmy G or they can go sign some guys or draft. I mean, he's still only 24 and he was a first round pick like two or three years ago. I I mean, if if he's not costing you cat draft capital, I don't, I don't really know the restricted free agent rules, but. It's not costing anything like that. Yeah, I'd, I'd give him a shot. Yeah, I'd, I'd be more inclined to go after him than Mullins or Allen. You kind of know what they are. Yeah. Rosen really hasn't had a chance to settle in anywhere. He's kind of gotten boned everywhere he went since Arizona dealt him. So, I mean, it's, you know, he did suck when he played in Miami. So that, that does factor in. But, you know, Miami was also dog water then, too. They, they were terrible. So then again, New England's kind of in dog water right now. So, yeah, you're right. You do. There's no guarantee you do much better here, but it's worth a shot. Yeah, he's a third quarterback to me. He's the kind of guy that you say, all right, fuck you, Stidham, and you bring in Josh Rosen. He's <laughs> he's he's not the free agent like guy you depend on, and he's not the, the guy you drafted that you hope uh, becomes something. He's he's that project you stick in the back corner and um, hope he grows. Okay, yeah. um, that uh, that's it for sort of the free agent. Um, conversation um and then we'll finish up with, with sort of two create trade questions so it'll be sort of similar we'll do a, a free agent uh or, or sorry a quarterback trade that you would you'd love and then a quarterback trade that you would absolutely hate um we'll go to you first sec uh my hate is matt stafford i mean yeah matt stafford just that contract is just massive and i i don't see a whole lot of difference between him and Jameis, to be quite frank with you and except for the $35 million a year that it would cost you. So uh, I'd much rather get Jameis than Matt Stafford. Uh, my hate is Carson Wentz. Guy's a mental midget. Contract is absolutely atrocious. Um, he, he lost that locker room. I don't see him turning on anything in the future. And he could cap strap you for years if you go get him. He's I think he's under contract for a long time. So. Unless he gets cut, stay the fuck away from him. My hate uh, is, is Jimmy G. 
and I think I think a lot of people are just it, look at that offense. That offense is absolutely loaded. Uh, they can run the ball with everyone because their offensive line is, is very solid. Um, they've got Kittle, uh, a top top three at least tight end in the league. Um, they've got very dynamic and physical wide receivers that go up and make plays for you. Um, a, like an offensive quote unquote guru, um, and and he he sucks. He can't do anything in that offense. That that offense, if they had a quarterback, is it's a wagon. Um, it's right up there with with the Chiefs. If they have uh like a, like a even a top ten quarterback, they don't trust him to do anything. They don't trust him to throw the football. I don't know what happened uh, when he went over there because uh, I really liked what I was seeing out of Jimmy G when he was here. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, and when he comes here. Uh, Bill knows how to sweet talk to him, and uh, he he goes back to vintage pre-trade Jimmy G. Um, that that would be, I guess, best case for the Pats. Um, but right now, I I just don't see it. I I see a guy that's gotten every single thing uh, to help him succeed over there, and and really hasn't been able to. Yes, they went to um, the Super Bowl uh, last year, but that was about the defense, and that was about the other pieces. It wasn't about Jimmy G. It was about the team. Um, that made it to the defense, and then the other team that had the quarterback um, won, and deservedly so. All right. Um, so the trade that I would love is, I mean, a lot of these starters, I, I don't think you're going to be able to trade for anyways, is P.J. Walker. Backup for Teddy Bridgewater down in Carolina. Um, young guy, he's only 25, played for my Houston Roughnecks in the XFL, absolutely lit it up, MVP, well, should have been until the season got cut short, uh, then came in and looked pretty good for Carolina in the, in the small time that he played, he's only on contract for a million and a half next year, if Carolina ends up taking a quarterback in the draft, uh, I could see Walker being expendable, especially with Bridgewater under contract for a couple more years, and, you know, maybe move some late draft capital to get him. Uh, I think he's a guy worth worth a flyer on. He can freaking sling the ball, man. And he's, he's got some arm talent, that's for damn sure. Yeah, great pick. I, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, P.J. Walker was one of the guys who popped into my head, too. I remember that he kind of lit it up in the XFL. Um, and, and that does say something because that was the closest thing we had to, like, a AAA football league. My guy, Marcus Mariota under contract for $8.5 million next year with the Oakland Raiders. The one game he came in this year, he kind of lit it up. Um, and again, it's it's kind of recency bias because he did suck in Tennessee before that and lost his job to Tannehill. But again, for $8.5 million, you can do a hell of a lot worse than Marcus Mariota. He's proven he can have success in this league before. I believe he's led the Titans to the playoffs at least once, if not twice. Um, he, he's got mobility. He can he can throw the ball well in the short and medium in medium range uh not really great in the long range but in mcdaniel's offense historically you don't need a deep ball unless randy moss decides he wants to come play for you uh take a flyer on him if, if oakland's willing to give him up for like a fourth or fifth round pick go get him he, he's got to be worth something to them and it's not it's not going to cost you a ton um i love bo- bo- both those trades i'd be very on board um i'm going to go with the other guy in oakland or, or uh, las vegas I'm going to go with Derek Carr. Um, that organization hates Derek Carr, and, and they've been trying to get rid of him for forever. He's not John Gruden's guy. Um, John Gruden, there were some a lot of grumblings uh, leading up to the season, if whether or not he'd be there. Um, 
I think he had a pretty good year, which which hurts the possibility of a trade. Um, but like they said something like, "Oh, we thought uh, we thought Derek Carr, we were satisfied with how he played this year." Like that doesn't really seem like that strong a vote of confidence for for him. Uh, that team has major cap trouble. Uh, I know that the talks for the salary cap, and and this helps your point, Mike. Uh, talks for the salary cap was that it would be set no lower than 175 million. Um, if that's the case uh, with the reduced revenue, which is not unlikely. Uh, that team right now for next year is $18 million over the cap. So that's that's before you get even. Um, and, and I'm sure that they want to get under the cap uh, to be able to address some of their, their deficiencies and, and sort of make a run in the 2021 season, given some of their, their talent. That guy that guy did it in Oakland. He's done it in Las Vegas. He's done it with a whole host of coordinators and, and um, head coaches. That guy, he's durable as hell. He's played every single year. He's played 15 or more games in every single year of his career. I like Derek Carr a lot. He keeps his mouth shut. He just grinds and grinds and grinds. Big team guy, big organization guy. I'm a huge Derek Carr fan. Um, for some reason in fantasy, he goes undrafted every year, and every year I pick him up, and every year um, he just he, he does he does well for me. Uh, I think he, he's someone that um, maybe they would move. Um, maybe they're high on Mariota, and, and they, they, they want to go with the younger guy, and they're willing to move Derek Carr, and I would, I would love – I'd love either of their quarterbacks, really, and I think that the, I think the Pats should, should go call on there. Derek Carr's still got a couple more years at around twenty million dollars cap hit over twenty. You okay with that? Yeah, very okay with that. I love Derek Carr a lot. Um, I'm actually okay with Matt Stafford. I think he's another guy that uh, I think he's been in a really bad organization. Um, I like him a lot too. He keeps his mouth shut. I think he's done it with a whole host of wide receivers, ranging from slot to sort of deep guys. He's he's had a lot more talent than than Stafford, um, or sorry, than, than Carr. So I, I guess you know the surrounding cast argument um, favors Carr a little bit there. But I think both those guys are legit. I think they they play hard and and they both um, they both kind of screwed a little bit uh, based on their like the Lions are just a sucky organization. Players hate playing for them. They always nickel and dime them. Um, there's they've done so many articles on it like they suck that's why calvin johnson retired they've screwed up so many people um and then that guy just still grinds and grinds and grinds you know every time he gets hurt he's playing through it and things stuff like that i like both those guys a lot um yes they cost a lot more but i mean the pats are probably looking at like i think they're right around 60 million a little less than that cap space uh and then i think there are some other guys that like jules he might retire he, he like he just might retire um, th- there's some other spaces I think that this team can um, find more cap space and will find more cap space too. Maybe some of those opt out or, or guys that uh, were going to be cut and opted out instead to save face. I know that was a, a thing that was thrown around the league for a while. Um, I think this team's going to have more more in the cap space than they're uh, slated to have right now. So I don't mind uh, the twenty million dollar range as much as like uh, like Matt Ryan's making a boatload of money. That one hurts a lot more. Um, and that's a guy that's had elite talent, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, among, among the mats, I'd rather Stafford than Ryan, um, you know, Stafford since Johnson retired, he's still played at an elite level up until this past season, he did show some regression. So I am a little concerned and it is a big cap hit, but I don't think it's for too long. And I think you could raise your organization a little bit. He knows how to play with average to slightly above average wide receivers at best and still be good. Matt Ryan scares me a lot more. The guy hasn't played without, you know, 
Julio Jones or Calvin Ridley and Lord knows how long. So he walks into a situation where he's staring at Jacoby Myers and in kill Harry and he's making $41 million. You might as well sign up for a five and 11 season and expect like the sixth overall pick in the draft. Um, but I'd rather go for one of the cheaper guys. Definitely would prefer Carr to either of the two mats. Like you said, he's kind of a grinder. He's shown he can do it with all sorts of talent. He's still been good, even without an elite wide receiver since they traded Cooper. Uh, and if Vegas decides to bail on one of their two QBs, I'm all in on getting either one of them. Just get someone in here who can run this offense. Yeah. Um, the the thing that does scare me, I guess, to your point, Zach, about, about quarterbacks, uh, potential trade targets that, that have a lot more money, um, is sort of what you're also giving up in uh, – you know, for, for a team that, um, yes, the free agent market's a lot slimmer, um, but, like, the Raiders, to me, it seems like, like, they, they, they should move, uh, they should move Mariota, like, they just should, um, doesn't make sense to pay a quarter, a backup quarterback $10 million when you have probably one of the most, if not the, uh, most durable quarterbacks in the league, uh, under a, a big contract, just doesn't make any sense for them, especially a team that's over the cap. Um, I know the reports that the Falcons could like move Matt Ryan. That seems like they're just trying to see what kind of value they can get because they know that they're not really going to be competitive. Um, that contract's just massive. I don't know why the Lions would move on from Matt Stafford. I just don't like that's the name that's thrown around. I maybe I'm wrong and, and there's been buzz about it, but I don't understand why they would move on from Matt, Matt Stafford. I don't think they want to move on from Matt Stafford. And everyone's like, like you listen, to Bobo Pats fans, they're just like, oh yeah, we'll go get Matt Stafford. Like, uh, like it's just not. Why? Why? What, like, did they want to go have to do with Taylor, Taylor Heineken and Cam Newton on the free agent market? No, they're very. They're probably more than happy to pay Matt Stafford. Those were touchdown passes to one of their probably newly signed or re-signed stud wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if the trades and in, don't involve giving up a ton of draft capital uh, for a guy like Derek Carr or Matt Stafford and stuff, well, I guess they're going to be different, but. At least for Carr, I mean, if you could somehow move, I, I don't know. We talked a lot about moving either uh, Gilmore or uh, J, uh, J.C. Jackson. Um, if one of those guys is the main part of the deal and you can move him for Carr, uh, I like that a lot more than having to give up a bunch of picks and stuff and still having to pay the guy a bunch of money. So... I guess it, I mean it all depends on it all depends on every situation what you're giving up. Um, that's what I have for for sort of the quarterback position. Sort of running through that, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, you know what happens. I'm sure I'll, I'll go back and I'll, I'll find some takes that we had and see what they end up doing. Uh, there was a couple more Pat's news items. Uh, I'll just run through real quick, um, and then we can get to to sort of our fun question, our trivia, and we'll wrap things up. Um, Mayo inter- is interviewing with the Eagles, or, or the Eagles have requested to interview uh, Mayo. Uh, so that'll be the last coaching tidbit uh, from this week. Um, that seems uh, weird to me because uh, obviously he wasn't the defensive coordinator. I don't know if he was a signal caller. Maybe he was. Maybe you guys know. But he was like this title was the linebackers coach, or he might have been like the inside linebackers coach and not even the linebackers coach. Um, to jump from that to sort of. I don't know there's no titles here, so maybe he played a big role. Probably did play a bigger role, but do um, you think he's a good fit for the Eagles? Would you like to see him gone type deal? 
Uh, I mean, I know I know Bill likes him a lot. He's he was a really smart linebacker when he played to be able to call, he was calling all the plays on defense and um you know you know a lot of these pro guys, the guys playing end up being good coaches so i mean if he can get a d coordinator job like good good for him i mean wish you all the best um i'm sure once dante hightower retires he'll be the new linebackers coach so good for drive mayo yeah, uh, I don't think Mayo's ready to be a head coach yet. He doesn't have enough experience um, being the D coordinator. But like Zach said, he called plays on the defensive end for a long time in New England. He knows what he's doing. Belichick trusts him. If if he's ready to take a D coordinator job, he should go take one. But definitely shouldn't take a head coaching job because I don't think he's ready to control the locker room yet. So needs some more experience before he does that. Yeah, to me, I think it was weird that the Eagles asked to – to look at him uh i mean like i i just wonder if um i know that that minority coaches are hard to come by and i wonder if they were just saying hey let's kick the tires on um somebody that people aren't really looking at but also uh he's a minority coach and we can check that box and maybe they're really not considering him um sort of like is is done in the nba and stuff um i hope that's not the case because i like him a lot i think um i think I think he, he'll grow into being a good coach. I don't think he's there yet, to, to your guys' points. Um, and, and I would be sad to see him leave the Patriots uh, coaching staff. Um, but certainly, if he got the opportunity to be a head coach, hardly can blame him. Um, all right, elephant in the room. Belichick's award. What what the heck? Uh, should he have gone? Um, do you think it, what, what do you think that statement was about? Do you think... Uh, you think him and Trump are friends still? Do you think uh, just just give me your thoughts? Um, so it's well documented that him and friend him and Trump are friends. Um, this move was a hundred percent calculated towards future guys being brought into this organization. Um. It's no secret that a lot of a lot of athletes hate Trump for everything he's done, so they don't want the associated with people like that. We've seen a lot of owners of different sports teams get ousted because they were supportive of Trump. Uh, this is a hundred percent Bill just being calculated that he doesn't he wants to be able to sign whoever free agents he wants without any sort of backlash about anything he has to do with Trump. Yeah, uh, I think you made the right call. You you really can't go accept a award like an award like that in the aftermath of the insurrection at the Capitol building. I mean, what happened there was unacceptable, and Belichick is doing the right thing by stepping up and not accepting the award. I do agree with Zach. In part, I do think he is buddies with Trump, and he's making this move in part because he doesn't want this to affect the organization. And a lot of people, if they watched him go accept this would probably refuse to come play for new England because they wouldn't want to play for a coach who was associating himself with Donald Trump at this moment in time. Um, but at the end of the day, he made the right call to not go. Yeah. I think, you know, in it, he talked about uh, that he represents his family and, and the Patriots organization. And I think that sort of talks about like, um, you know, if, if his family it probably would have had social repercussions, I'm sure. Um, you know, people, people get pretty, pretty worked up about politics, especially, um, the tragic events that happened, uh, um, 
at the Capitol building, and, and in this case, probably rightly so to get worked up. But um, I think there probably would have been repercussions for, for his family. Um, and, and I know I know you guys talked about sort of, uh, you know, free agency or the locker room and sort of the, the impact that him accepting this award would have had uh, in those regards. Um, but the one one that a lot some people are talking about, but I think a lot of people gloss over or sponsorships. Um, I mean, you see it. People people pull their money all the time, especially from big things like this. And any kind of big tech is is. I mean, they're not going anywhere near Trump with a ten foot pole. You see, you see Twitter removing his account. Um, so I think you know the easy thing to look at is if, if you're a company that's uh, endorsing the Patriots organization, you endorse Bill Belichick. I know he does the subway commercials and stuff like that. Um, you know, you might you might begin to re- rethink that if, uh, especially um, when it became public that that Trump was going to go or. or Bill, Bill was going to go accept this award, um, or had been invited to go accept this reward. Um, I think if you're that company, you're probably looking pretty hard at, um, you know, is Bel- Belichick and his association with Trump something that we would like to support, um, and, and money talks. So, I think all of those factored in. I do wonder if he's probably still friends with Trump. Um, I bet uh, because they were so close that he probably reached out to Trump and tried to explain it. But, I mean, Trump's the kind of guy I feel like. Hey Trump, I can't make it. Hey Donnie, I can't make it. Uh, I think he probably goes and loses his mind, um, especially, especially right now. Um, so I think that I think that Bill did this and hoped that he could be friends with Trump. But but because um, if you've heard that the they have the audio of him supporting Trump earlier this year, and uh, I mean it's pretty emphatic and pretty pretty explicit. Not explicit like bad, but explicit as in very straightforward and there's no two ways about it last last one before we get to the trivia uh are you guys rooting for tom no no god no i hope he gets trounced next weekend why uh fuck him he's not on the pats anymore why am i gonna root for him why you gotta root against him uh that's a fair question um. Uh, you know, I really don't know. Just, just fuck them. Uh, I hope the Saints. I hope the Saints. Well, all right. So, it part of it is most of it is not Tom. Most of it is Nick and Jonathan. Fuck Nick and Jonathan, mostly. Uh and their stupid ass, buck 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 fandom. So that's mostly it. Is not against Tom, but against Nick and Jonathan. Feet cools on pod. Yeah, now that's a trash pod. Ooh. <laughs> it's getting hostile here at the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, honestly, I get why people root for him. I get why people root against him. Personally, uh, I don't really care if he wins the Super Bowl or not. I kind of I went through the remaining eight teams last weekend, and in order of which teams I want to win to which teams I least want to win, the Bucks were seventh out of eighth on that list. Um, I really don't want to see him have success. And like, I, it's not that you don't want to see him have success in other jersey. It's he did so much here and so so much good for New England, and we were spoiled by him. But at the end of the day, I yeah, no, it is it is. I don't want to see him have success in another jersey. I I don't want to have to see him raising a Super Bowl trophy in a Bucks jersey. That would just suck to me. The only team I want to see win less is the Chiefs because fuck the Chiefs, but. Um, I I just I don't think I 
I could take seeing him win in another jersey. That's just that's just too painful for me. Yeah, I mean, if you look at all the the great quarterbacks that ended up playing like elsewhere, if they didn't really do anything with that other team, you don't really remember it that like too too much. I mean, you don't remember Montana like and other things going other places and because they didn't really have success with other places, Steve Young and all this stuff. I mean, Favre is a little more our time, so I guess we, well, at least my time. So I remember him more, and he played a lot of different places. Uh, he had some success with the Vikings, too. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Until the Vikings tried to take his head off. Yeah. Not the Vikings, the Saints, excuse me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I want him to be remembered forever as that guy who dominated in New England and had just his, like, sunset ride in, in Tampa Bay, but didn't quite win. I don't want him going out with one like Peyton did in Denver or winning one in, like Montana did win one in Kansas City. I, I don't want that. Like, I, I just don't. It's he, he made a decision to leave. That's fine for him, but that doesn't mean I have to root for you anymore. Like, I'm not obliged to do that. I'm, I'm appreciative of everything he did here. He'll forever be one of my favorite athletes, um, but I don't have to root for him anymore, and I'm not going to. Um. I, I flip flop based on based on you know how far he goes and, and who he ends up playing. Like this week, if he loses to the Saints, fine. Like like I, I, I can I can be on. So so first of all, I don't want him to win a Super Bowl because I, I just he's gonna come, he plays in Gillette next year, and if I have like I'll, first I'll throw up if I have to watch him hoist a, a Lombardi Trophy in that dumb uniform with that dumb logo. <laughs> that whole thing that that team should be kicked out. <laughs> sucks somebody should just take one of the xfl teams and they take their brand and, and everything and just put it in tampa fucking buccaneers dumbest thing i've ever seen and they had a chance this year to fix it and they didn't just trot out the same crap anyway uh and then and then he comes to gillette next year that would just oh that would just that would hurt as a pats fan that would just that would just hurt that game is gonna kill me because they're gonna get railed by the bucks in that game and i can already see it but there are also like a number of like ways that he could lose on the way that would be like almost just as painful. Like if he goes to Green Bay and loses to Aaron Rodgers, all these Aaron Rodgers fucking loser fans are gonna come out of nowhere and be like, "See, Aaron Rodgers is really good." Like, no, fuck Aaron Rodgers. That guy sucks. I mean, he's a good quarterback, but he's a fucking loser. Side note: I don't think the Packers are winning this week, but you know, I hope they don't. Um. Or then, like, if he loses to Mahomes, everyone's going to be like, oh, Mahomes, oh, my God, he's the GOAT. Like, they were already doing that for Mahomes won, like, one. Like, shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, there there are a number of ways that, like, he could lose, and it would drive me up a wall because you'd have to listen to, like, some dumb storyline. Um, yeah. If he loses to Breeze, then it's, like, two greats going at it, and, like, fine. Like, I would Cam Jordan, have a game. Please have a game. Um but that's that's where I'm at with with sort of rooting for Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean I agree with you guys. The only only team I would want to see see win less than the Bucks is the Chiefs, just because Mahomes is that good and they might yeah. he has a chance to be the, better he than could Brady. Brady. Yeah, that's right. that's my that's my thing too. Is like if Mahomes gets this one, like he's on track to he could borderline eviscerate Brady's record by the time he's like 31. He could win. He could win two. I will give it. He could win like three, and people will be like, "Oh, Mahomes is better than Tom." Like people will do that at the end of his career because people are just idiots. Yeah, but he like if he wins two at this stage when he's only been a quarterback for three full years, that's terrifying. And it's not like 
it was when Brady won it, where it was the defense. It's Mahomes. Like he led them from behind last year. He's the guy. He's the face of football now. And if he wins another one, it's like, all right, who the hell is going to stop this guy? No, I'm counting rings. I'm counting rings. He's not on Brady's level until he gets to like five, six. You get to five, six, we can have the conversation. Even a four, he's great all timer, but you're not Tom Brady. Oh, I I agree, but I'm terrified that if he gets another one this early, he's going to get to five or six a lot sooner than later, and that conversation is going to start more quickly than people realize. Yeah, I'm terrified that he's going to win ten. Like, yeah, no, I I like I'm just I'm I don't want a dynasty. I, I do not want a dynasty in Kansas City. I just I don't want to see it. Yeah. Um That's all I got for, for today before we hit into the trivia and sort of the, the fun question. You guys have hit me else? up with the trivia, baby. Bring it. Alright, alright. <laughs> uh alright. It's time for trivia, bitches. T R I V I A. Trivia. Trivia this week is brought to you by no one because we don't have any fucking sponsors. All right, fun question. Uh, previously, before uh, Taylor Heineken, the beer dude, call, I'm calling him Taylor Heineken for forever. Before Heineken, who was the last undrafted quarterback to start a playoff game? Hmm. Tony Romo. Tony Romo is incorrect. In 2014, he won uh, the wildcard game over the Lions, and uh, in the division round, he lost to Green Bay. Does caught the ball, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's that's a different debate for a different time. Um, oh, who is the who is the quarterback in Seattle before Russ? Um, Matt Flynn. Math, no, was it Tavares Jackson? Who was that? the the year that they went seven and nine and made the playoffs? Um, it, that was Hasselback. That was before Romo. That was like twenty ten. No, was I it? don't think the Hasselback was was undrafted. Oh, I think Hasselback got drafted. Was it oh. um? Was it Brian Hoyer for the Texans? So Brian Hoyer, uh. Did start a game after Tony Romo, but he's not the correct answer. Uh, in 2015, he uh, started a wild card loss to Kansas City. Oh, boy. So Hasselback was uh, a six-round pick for the Green Bay Packers. What year, what year was it, DR? 2017. 2017? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this game had like a an absolutely ridiculous ending, like memorable. Was it the guy for Carolina in 2017 who replaced Newton? Mm-mm. Was it? It wasn't Jimmy Clausen, was it? Mm-mm. Uh, oh my God. In 2016, so this isn't the answer, uh, Matt Moore for Miami uh, started a wild card loss to Pittsburgh. So he was the, the, the second most previous. Um, this was in 2017. It's in the NFC. Still around. It was the wasn't it the Panthers guy? Mm-mm. It wasn't the Panthers guy. I don't believe so. And he's still pl- he's still kicking. I'm pretty sure he is. Let me uh oh, let me let me Google it. Matt Moore. No, I ju- didn't. I just say that he so he just said Matt Moore was the second most recent. Or- yeah. Oh, maybe that's why I had the name in my head. 
<laughs> oh man. Good guess. Uh yeah, this guy's still in the NFL. He uh he played in two games this year. Uh completed all of five passes on ten attempts. Blake Bortles. Nope. Blake Bortles is like the number three overall pick. He's currently <laughs> a backup quarterback on uh on the Browns. On the Browns? I don't even know who Baker is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. No, I do. You know the team? He, I know who this is. It's the guy. He played at Houston. He won, It was the Minnesota Miracle where Diggs caught the ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Who was the quarterback? I forget his name. Uh, he. Uh, so he was in Houston. Uh, he spent a little bit of time with the, on St. Louis. Case Keenum. That's who it is. Case Keenum. It's Case Keenum. Case Keenum, 2017. They won that game. They went on to face yeah, uh, the And Eagles. they got eviscerated by Phil. Lost, yeah. Um, wow, we stink. Well, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. Um, oh, fun question. Uh, and then, and then, then we'll call it a wrap. F is for friends who do stuff together. So this week's fun question is... Um, if McDaniels had gone to Indy, does Tom still sign with the Bucks? Yeah. Hmm. Uh probably. Just because the Bucks uh like wide receivers and everything is better. I don't think Tom would have ever played for the Colts. The Colts never were interested, I don't think. I, I think after everything the two organizations have been through against each other, I don't think Brady would have ever put on a Colts jersey. I think that if uh, – I think it comes down to in that last year that Brady was here, what did that McDaniels relationship look like? Because there was some smoke there that they weren't getting along super well and things like that. So if that was true, I think you're right. He's probably not going Indy. But if that was just outside people looking in and they had it wrong and Brady's this, still this is guy – uh, I if 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 Brady is is McGangle's guy and vice versa, how does he not go to Indy? Yeah, I mean the the wide receiver core is is not definitely not the same, but uh, that team had, had a very solid defense the year before, and that offensive line they'll protect you. They get some options at running back, and so unless he just wants to sling it, pump that TB12 brand, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's a uh, that's a wrap though. That's our thoughts on quarterback. I'm sure as as things will happen, we'll we'll go back. We'll post some clips of us uh, dumping on quarterbacks or saying we love certain stuff. Um, that'll be fun just as this pod goes to see how uh, you know certain guys come out. We'll go back, check the film, check what we were saying about guys. Um, your Jabba Jew slander, Jameis Winston slander. You can pay for that. Fendi. I probably haven't. Uh, that's a wrap. Uh, next week, uh, we'll go down the the running back position. Um, of course, we can talk about uh, free agents and uh, some trade targets, I guess. But I bet you the the crux of that entire argument is going to be who do we want and who we're going to cut. So it'll probably be a shorter episode. Thanks for for sticking with us uh, on the quarterback talk. I know there's there's a lot of options out there, and it's probably the most hotly contested one. So this is definitely a longer pod than I think a normal one would be. Um, But I'll see you guys all next week. Hell yeah, baby.